Well, it's just one of those great stories that makes your restaurant experience perfect. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Okay, we good to go over there? We're rolling? All right, sounds good. I got a, I got a thumbs up from the back in the spacious Heard at Media studio, which um, I, I had an interesting time finding today, um, but that's okay. It's, it's all right, and uh, they will be moving the studio shortly to make sure that I have a similar experience next time. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so, uh, Dave here with Saturday Omaha on the uh, our Food Recognized Food format, and I am fortunate enough to be sitting in the Heard at Media studio. Um, across from Stacy like of buttered marshmallow. Uh, Stacy, how you doing? I'm awesome. Great. Awesome. Couldn't be better. I, I am so glad you're here. So I, I have to set this up a little bit. So I first saw your cakes before I ate the cake, which is typically how one interacts with cake. But uh, you were all over social media, Omaha food lovers, that type of thing. And uh, then I heard your interview on the Restaurant Hoppin podcast uh-huh. with Dan Hoppin. And I was listening to it. And you had mentioned something in there that you can sell anybody a cake. And I was like, you know what's going to be real funny? I'm going to pull over right now and I'm going to message her and order a cake. And that's how our interaction started. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) So, and it was so funny because um, you... I, of, of anybody I've ordered a cake from, for sure. You are so fun to message with. Oh, thank you. Uh, you are just you, the energy you bring to the conversation. And I know you have, you have a background in marketing as, as well, right? Yes. Um, so I, I think that lends itself well. And, and, um, what was kind of funny is you had started, you know, kind of asking what type of cake I, I needed and things like that. And you're, I was like, you know, I need, I need a cake with some lemon, lemon punch. And you're like, this lemon's got zippity zang. I'm like, <laughs> Hundred percent. I need a cake with zippity zang. Please make me a cake. Yeah. So, so what? So, I, I guess we'll kind of start off with that energy, buttered marshmallow, those type of things. What is going on at Buttered Marshmallow right now? What's exciting? What's happening? Give it to me. Oh golly, May is wedding season for sure, and I've only been doing this full time for about a year. So yeah. all those weddings that were postponed last year, I oh, yeah. did not really realize because I hadn't done weddings, what was going to happen, but I just took any wedding I could get at that point, yeah. not realizing exactly how that was going to impact regular customers who call in and just want to order a cake. And sometime back in April, around the 12th, I looked at my schedule and said, <laughs> I'm booked right through the end of May, which was crazy. I had to say no to a lot of people. So what's going on right now is flour is flying like crazy, tons of cakes, big cakes. But with all of that, I am on the verge of introducing eight new items, four of which are gluten-free. I'm going to start gluten-free, and I'm going to introduce four items right at the start. So it's clear that I'm entering the gluten-free arena with with a bang with yes. four yeah options. exactly yeah. exactly and four different things so hopefully awesome. i'll appeal to the mass yeah yeah masses. definitely yeah definitely hitting a, a section of consumer that uh that you know needs cake clearly right. yeah right? exactly I mean. and i i've been asked about gluten-free for quite a long time and i just kind of kept thinking to myself when it gets there it'll get to a point when i say okay i've been asked enough and i think at yeah. one point probably about three, four weeks ago, I must have gotten six inquiries in one week. And I'm like, okay, now it's time. 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, so you've got that going. So new cakes coming out, mm-hmm. gluten-free cakes coming yep. out. Um, and then, uh, when we were kind of chatting about setting up this podcast as well, um, you had got a nice accolade, if I remember correctly, from the Omaha food lovers now, many, many tens of thousands yes. strong. So what, what happened there? That sounded kind of nice. Oh, I know it was awesome. Yes. They did their best of contests and they, you know, they did a lot. Um, restaurants like best patio best martini best you name it and one of them was best cake slash bakery yeah and i got it that's awesome and you know what it is awesome because that group is huge and it's active it's not like 200 or or even 4,000 people it's right now over 60,000 and at the time that i got that it was 55,000 members strong yeah and yeah i was named that and there are so many great bakeries in Omaha, all of them. I, it's hard to find a bad place that makes cake. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, but to be named that, and then I take a bite of my cake, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Pro- proper confidence in your product. And, and it yeah. is delicious and, and beautiful. And, and the lemon cake that you made for me. I think we did uh, lemon filled with, uh, with white cake. Yep. And... Uh, uh, awesome. And, uh, you have kind of a special buttercream that you put together for those cakes. Yep. Um, you were doing uh, curbside delivery, I think at the time, uh, yeah. we were doing curbside pickup and, and things like that. So you, you know, you've adapted to the whole situation and things are opening up a little bit more. So, right. So. And I'm actually looking forward to that. I'll still do contact free for anyone who wants it. And I have a message I just send out to everybody the day that they're coming to pick up. And today I thought, Ooh, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't get a lot of interaction during the day because I, I don't have employees. I don't have anybody helping me. Yeah. So when I get a customer who will stand and chat for a couple of minutes, Oh, I love it. You know? Yeah. And COVID being so strong with the social distancing over the winter time and it was cold, I would just run out and put the cake on the stoop yes. and then run back inside and talk to him through the window. But it was 20 below, or, yeah. you know, five degrees, whatever. Nobody wants to stand out there and have a conversation, but now they are. Right. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. So you actually get that. Cause I, I think, you know, you're a very energetic person. Uh, you're awesome to talk to And I have a feeling you kind of like that reverse interaction as well. People sure. talking with you. So, sure. so that's fantastic. Well, there's a, there's a business book out there. It's, it's called your customer rules, culture of consultation. And some of the things they, they mentioned in that book are, you know, me, you remember me. You surprise me, you make me feel special, and you're easy to do business with. And there's a few more in there, but those those are some of the ones that I think about, especially that you know me, you remember me, you surprise me. Um, now, I wrote these notes down before I met you in person here today, because of course I picked up a cake from you sure. before, um, because I really got that vibe from your, uh, our messaging back and forth was just, you know, your energy is like, here, I'm ordering a cake and you're, you're just all in, you're making it a fun <laughs> conversation about cake. Cake is fun anyway. So, you know, you're bringing that there. And then on top of that, you come in today and then in front of me are two boxes with cake. <laughs> so not only did you remember me and you're easy to do business with because ordering and everything was very nice and easy. And then 
you surprise me today and you make me feel special because here it is. So way to tick all those boxes oh. as you go. So I, I'm going to do, we're going to do a live unboxing. Now this is audio. So, uh, you know, stuff, <laughs> but we're going to do an unboxing. It'll be way more popular than those YouTube unboxing videos and it's way tastier anyway. So sure. first of all, I have a smaller, um, is, is this maybe, maybe a four by four it's box? It's a four by four by four, right. Beautiful. My, my, uh, measurement, uh, estimation of food boxes is still accurate at uh, 99.99%, um, documented now because this is the first time I've ever done it. So, um, on top is a, is a sticker that's, uh, I love it. It says, uh, no dinner until you eat your cake. Correct. Um, beautiful on the front is, is a nice bow with a butter marshmallow tag. And so you can uh, get a hold of Stacy like there. She has her buttermarshmallow.com on here, baker at buttermarshmallow.com, email address, her phone number, 402-541-4340, and the address of where you pick up those cakes at 2515 North. 48th Avenue in Correct. Omaha. And then you can find her on Instagram, which you should because the cakes are awesome, The Pink Box Baker, and on Facebook also at the pink box baker, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. All of that is correct. Perfect. So here we go. Um, we're going to gently open this little one here. Yes. And I, so this cake is incredibly beautiful, oh my even goodness. though it's a four inch cake in a four inch box. Yes. And, and <laughs> it is taking up all space within here. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I would tear that. You think so? I, I'm going to try to get the tab open here. Maybe if I'm lucky. And oh. it just, I just totally frosting studio yes. engineer. Do we, do we have napkins around here? I, I don't know. Um, this, this is beautiful. There was like a literal cake explosion. I'll take a Kleenex. That's, yeah. I, that's, that's fine. I thought know. about this when I, I sell <laughs> couple cake, Thank which you. I brought you the cup yes. so you could cut and place in there. I sell it and I always, oh. I never include a napkin because when people buy it that way, oh my gosh, that exploded onto your face. That, that is, is hilarious. <laughs> so. Remember when I said you surprised me earlier, I have never eaten an exploding cake before, and this was the perfect one. Uh, this is fantastic. No, it is it is beautifully frosted, and I have to say, you put just enough frosting on here to get a good amount of frosting. It is not, uh, excuse the pun, caked with frosting in, in, in deep layers, and it looks like we have caramel and chocolate um, icing on top, and which cake do I behold in front of me here? That is the magical chocolate cake. Magical chocolate cake. I don't cake. tell anybody what's inside of it. It's magic, <gasps> oh and then it's iced with a chocolate butter cream but i just decorated it with a little bit of caramel and chocolate ganache drip on the side it was supposed to be naked but that four inch cake is just it, hard to ice it's hard to decorate so then i added the ganache drip and then uh -huh. i thought well that was really stupid because now i have made this cake four inches around and it has to fit into a four, four inch, inch box, box. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is that is dumb. that is awesome. All right, I am going to rebox this in a minute right. because I want to take a look at the larger cake in a similar box. Um, let's see. Uh, it doesn't quite look like a full. Is it? Is it a twelve-inch box? No. It's an eleven, isn't it? No. No. I'm off. Hold on. My percentage of box recognition oh, is going I'm down. Laughing in my head at oh, my funny jokes I could make. Uh, fair I'm enough. Not. Fair enough. I, I'll I'll allow anybody to think what they want out there. How? big is this box? That box is nine by nine by five. Nine by nine by five. Okay, here we go with another live unboxing. This one, instead of a flip lid, has a uh, has a ribbon weave undone. And this one, oh, this this must be the butter marshmallow cake. Yes. yes. Okay. Small versions of both. 
All right. This is this is absolutely beautiful. It is sitting on its own little tray here with beautifully toasted and the original butter marshmallow, if I remember from the restaurant Hoppin' podcast, uh, was created around a campfire. There was a food eating contest or something along Correct. those lines, right? Uh, butter mar- uh, marshmallow roasting contest. Yes. Beautiful. And I won. That's that's all, awesome. All time ever. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Cam, so um, um, I know you're sitting over there in the booth, and I know I told you before we started that since this isn't at a restaurant that I might not have a picture of food uh, to put for this episode. I, I think we might have a picture of some food. What do you think? Yeah, we definitely got to get a picture of that. 100%. Can I get a bite? Yeah. yeah okay, cool. For, for sure. For sure. We I'll can, take the picture if I get the bite. We, 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 we can make that happen. We can make yeah. that happen. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. So, uh, Stacey, I'm, I'm looking forward to eating this cake, but I, I have questions to ask you. Sure. I have many questions. Um, so, on Food Recognized Food, we are here to see where folks in the industry, be they bakers, be they waiters, be they bartenders, be they restaurant owners, where do they like to eat and, and Stacey, you've come well prepared, as I can see, because there are, there are notes sitting across from me here. And so I would like to start with some local places in the Omaha metro surrounding area. Where do you like to eat? What do you like to get? If somebody's going to bump into you while they're picking up their cake and they're like, listen, Stacey, I clearly got dessert covered and I need to eat my cake first, but I need to go to dinner afterwards. Where do I go? Well, my favorite place in Omaha, probably actually in the entire world, so I've done a little bit of traveling, is V-Mart's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I used to go there as a total special occasion, so once or twice a year, and now I go as often as I can, sometimes three times a month, maybe a little less, but that's where I go. You know, you, you rattled off those four or five things from your customer rules and vmarts has it all and they have service they have waiters who are present but not visible which is perfect yeah they have atmosphere and ambiance and food the food Mm. is always perfect i recommended this place to so many people and one of the things i like to tell them is when you get your plate you're going to look down and if you've eaten at certain restaurants around town you get a plate that's loaded with enough food for three people yeah and you get this plate and there's appears to be not a lot of food but as you eat it Mm -hmm. it is filling it it's exactly the right portion really almost for probably any person of any size yeah it's rare that you take anything home but it doesn't matter what you order there is what I order. I love it all the time, but I'm particularly fond of their vegetarian dishes. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they are just, they're so great. I'm definitely not a, a vegetarian carnivore to the nth degree, but, um, <laughs> but they do it, do it right. There they do for it you. so yeah. well that I actually oftentimes will order two entrees and then take one home. Yeah. And the vegetarian is almost always it because they've got something on there that I want, a duck or some kind of fish. But then I see this vegetable dish and all I can think of is must have. <laughs> Even if you ate half of each or something and yeah, took some home yeah, or whatever. Right. Are, are there any, now they do kind of a, a more of a rotating type menu, right? So sure. Yeah. So are, are there any specific dishes that they, they would always have on the menu or if something popped on there that you had, you're like, boy, that one really stuck out. Like if you go there and see that, like you should definitely yeah, get that. Yeah, you know what? A long time ago, golly, it was probably back in about 1990, 
seven, eight, nine. I went there for lunch with some people back when they were open at lunchtime. Yeah. And I had salmon with lemon blueberry blanc. Ooh. It was so good that I went home and re- started trying to replicate that dish. Nice. Yeah, um, I would say that their fish, no matter what it is, is always going to be cooked perfectly. Yeah. They're, they One thing that they always will have is their pepper steak. It's kind of what they were known for. It's not on the menu anymore, but I understand that you can always get it okay. if you ask for it. Ooh, a secret item. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's a brandy peppercorn that is just so creamy and delicious also tried to replicate that have not been successful so far um and then their cheese plate it's Mm. different from a lot of cheese plates you'll see around town it's not big it's just a first plate or a dessert course which is really great so you just get a few little bites of some cheese with always some cool little things with it a little jam that they've made some kind of nuts that are toasted and sugared and who knows what they've yeah. decorated up nicely, but it's just a great way to get your palate started. Nice. And then a cocktail. I always like to have Matthew, the general manager there, just make me something. And I always say to him, I want something that's fruity, that's tart and has vodka. And that's all I, <laughs> that's what I want for my cocktail. And nice. he makes, he'll just come up just with something. Nails it every time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So when you're, when you're not at V-Mertz mm-hmm. and you're not golfing, which I know happens <laughs> often from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. From my outfit, yes. my golf clothes today. <laughs> yes. Yes. So where else in Omaha do you like to travel to? So I really like to go down to La Bouvette in the old market as yeah. well. I think that just for wine and for a cheese plate, for hummus, um, they have great champagne and it's just takes me away. It makes you feel like you're someplace in Europe. Yeah. Um, so I really love that. Uh-huh. Jams. Yeah, sure. You betcha. Yeah. So I've been going to jams for a long, long time and um, I'm going to put jams and Fernando's Okay. in the same arena in that for as long as I've been going, no matter what you order, because the menus don't change very often, right. you get the same food every single time. And I think that that just goes so far to say we are so quality and recipe focused, yeah. centric, conscientious, that every time you order something, you're going to remember it the same way that you had it the last time. Nice. And so. Yeah, consistency is a big deal. That's, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, it is, especially when restaurants are expanding. Yeah. Uh, because you go, it's just hard to carry the exact same thing from one place to another. And so you find a place that you like, but I love jams. That's J- awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, I think they have a, it's a lavash there that has uh, some like balsamic vinaigrette and uh, tomatoes and, and just some greens on it and stuff. It's, I haven't had little, it, but that sounds like something I need to. Little flatbread pizza. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably on the appetizer menu. Sure. Uh, totally worth it. You can eat it as a meal if you want for lunch. Works out really well. That's pretty tasty. Yeah. And uh, I will say, Fernando's, um, the cheese dip appetizer, um, I'm not sure how many bricks of cheese they put in that little bowl and how they get more than one brick of cheese to fit in that bowl. But wow, if you want to go into some type of lactose-induced coma, they can definitely help you. And then follow it up with a Tootsie Roll Pop. There you go. Always. (laughs) My friend and I go there a lot, and he is from Detroit, and always eats at this place called Zoshi's or Zoshimelos, which is the Mexican food is just crazy. In fact, I had a great experience. I wanted to tell you about that for a second. Yeah. Um, 
but their margaritas, he always talked about them. They were, they have gin in them. Somehow oh. they have gin. So we started ordering the Fernando's margaritas with the shot of gin. Huh. Named it the Jagarita because uh, my friend is Jay. And right. now we go in there. What would you like? Jagarita. Oh, it's you guys. Th- that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I, w- I wonder if they'll know if anybody else goes in there because now there's the, the secret steak at V Mertz and yeah. Jagarita at Fernando's. <laughs> like, if you're out there listening to this episode, make notes because you're getting secret menu items right yeah. here from Stacy Like of yeah. Marshmallow. So, <laughs> when we were, when I went to Detroit with Jay, we're, to see a band. Yeah. And um, we, so we go to Zoshi's for dinner and there's a guy outside and he's got a guitar and he is playing uh, Van Morrison songs and he sounds so good. Just so good. This guy, he's doesn't, he's houseless, um, but he comes out there every night and he just kind of watches the parking lot for people. Yeah. It watches your cars, people tip him and he, spent that evening we were talking to him telling us the story of his life which i don't remember because we'd had a couple couple jagaritas possibly yeah (laughs) yeah but it was just one of those great stories that makes your restaurant experience perfect because it's you know you can have good food Mm -hmm. but poor service or you can have great service but not great food but when you have great service and great food and a great atmosphere and a story and you're with friends or you're with somebody who's important to you, suddenly the restaurant experience is just completely it's, elevated. Yes, yeah. it's so different. You you nailed it. And I think the word you used there was experience. And that definitely is it. And that is one thing, you know, when, when COVID was going on and, and, you know, as far as with our podcast, we couldn't go into the restaurant. You're missing a large percentage of what happens in there and the, and the, the people interaction. And, right. and I mean, my goodness, I mean, so it, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's, you know, clearly you probably didn't go to, you know, Zosh's last week. So, uh, you remember this and it's really sticking sure. with you and you're bringing it all, it's all coming back to you. And you probably, you know, remember the sights and sounds and mm-hmm. maybe smells of the restaurant. And, yeah. And, and every time awesome. Jay goes to Detroit, I always say, bring back Zosh's for me. And he always says, no. Oh, cause you have to go there at the same time is that is that it well i i just think he could put it in a cooler but he says his dog's gonna eat it but (laughs) if anybody is headed to detroit zoshimellos zoshimellos okay or zoshis you won't be disappointed it's so good and it sounds like so the margaritas are a must yeah and i'm very curious because i i love a good margarita i I actually make a pretty fair one myself but i've never tried one with gin in it so this has me uh, intrigued but what uh what do you remember ordering there that kind of stuck out with you if you remember any dishes or appetizer or anything big fan of enchiladas so i always order an enchilada and i'm a fan of the ground beef enchiladas so that's what i had and i really wanted to have like 20 of them nice (laughs) if you do that at at fernando's though you you might need to call probably more than a cab maybe a cardiologist (laughs) or something i don't know u-haul yeah yeah. (laughs) like i need to rent something now yeah Uh, oh that's awesome well cool so you you actually kind of steered into my my next topic here so i i'll kind of open it up to to wherever so nationally internationally if you still got a few in omaha tell tell me more bring me more what else you got over there well i have a couple of places um Two of my favorite places to travel to in the U.S. are New York City and San Francisco. Sure. Would love to live either place. And San Francisco, there's a restaurant on Market Street called Boulevard. It's upscale. 
And my sister and brother-in-law took me there long ago and said, we're going to sit at the bar. And that was before I started sitting at the bar. I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. But the bar there is the most coveted seat in the house. There's only about eight spots available. Wow. And you, it's like probably what the boiler room seating like is here in Omaha. But you're at the same level, and you're sitting right across from the, all of the cooks and chefs and sous chef. Yeah. So you're watching these meals be prepared, and you're watching the kitchen manager hollering out. So they're serving steaks, lamb, duck. I mean, it's truly upscale with yeah. fancy side dishes and awesome salads and desserts. And you're watching him just tell people he gets the tickets and he calculates, okay, start this. And then he says, somebody start that. And the, and meanwhile, these people who are right across closer than we are, we're six feet apart. They're, yeah. they're talking to us while they're making this food oh, and they're so plating fun. up these $70 plates yeah. and sending them out. And yeah, that, the food was fantastic. Another time when everything was perfect. I've been there a few times. It's if I go to San Francisco, yeah. I'd go there. Awesome. Another place there I love is Tadich Grill. So Ooh, it's okay. um oh, it's down near the Hyatt down near Market Street again. So somewhere near the um the high the financial district. Okay. Um the waiters there, the restaurant is I think the oldest one in San Francisco. If not, it's pretty darn close. Wow. And the waiters, have, they all started when the restaurant opened. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah. They're the men. They're all men, the waiters. And they're they're in their 70s, 80s. And the restaurant is not large. I'll bet you it seats maybe about 125 people, maybe. So it's not really big. Yeah. Um, but they've been around forever. And wow. so it's a seafood place just fantastic it was again experience food yeah. every time i go there i try and go and eat oh, that's there awesome. that's awesome yeah. well they certainly know the menu they've been there that long that's wow for a restaurant to last that long because uh -huh. i you know from what i understand you know five years for most places is actually significant right 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 and that's the turning point yes and to go that long and then to have somebody that's worked there uh -huh. since it opened i mean my goodness you you know even long-term corporate jobs when you see anniversaries and things you know you see 10 15 years and you're like hey wow that's pretty good you start talking 20 30 40 50 and that's just that's incredible that's yeah incredible. I remember the first time I went there my brother-in-law who grew up in that area said that he, his dad used to take him there when he was a little boy and Michael now is early 60s yeah so oh my gosh yeah oh, that's, that's San Francisco New York City first time I ever went there Went to a restaurant I'll never forget, still around, called Ariel. Okay. And one thing that I'll never forget is the scallop appetizer. Ooh. So the scallop had to be as big as my palm. Oh, my goodness. And it was encrusted with um, potatoes, and they had been, like, pressed, like, through a garlic press or a ricer. Okay. And they were, okay. And yeah. fried. The whole thing was fried. And oh, my so goodness. And so you bite into this crispy, browned potato into this delectable scallop the food was so good there and at the end of the meal we can't decide on dessert and our waiter says well let me take care of dessert i'm dumb i think that means he's going to bring he's going to take care of dessert meaning he's going to pick it out and pay for it ha huh. i learned later 
biggest trick that you never want to let the waiters in New York City do. Uh-huh. Let me take care of dessert. <laughs> They'll bring you all of them or the most expensive. <laughs> they bring you a gold goblet with a cupcake in it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the desserts, can't remember what they were. That was way back in the 90s. But it was just such a great experience that whenever I go back, I, yeah. I try and get in there. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, are there, are there any spots we did not yet hit on the list? Cause you, we have traveled to New York. We've traveled coast to coast and the Midwest so far. Well, I did go to Egypt last year and I'll tell you their bread yeah. is in, just incredible. It's just incredible. Really? To, do, do tell, is it, does it have a specific name or? Well, or that... they, there's an Egyptian bread that would okay. be similar to a uh, sopaipia here. Okay. So it's a flat bread that rises on the heat and as yeah. soon as it comes off the heat, it's called Aish. Okay. I would love to, to make it. I just haven't had time. I had this big vision because I got back just when the bakery started going big, yeah. but, but it's all of their breads, all of them. All of they're them. just, they're different. I've had friends who had traveled to Russia, and I remember when Carol got back and she said to me, oh, the bread's there. And all I could think of was, huh? <laughs> the breads? Yeah. But it's true. So we would go out onto these excursions in the morning, and when you left really early, they would give you your breakfast in a box. And okay. breakfast in a, the box is as big as this cake box that you're looking at. Yeah. Each person's wow. breakfast. And in there are four different kinds of bread, and they're, they're rolls. um, not like cinnamon rolls. It's like buns. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And just different flavors. Kind of some are a little sweet. Some are a little salty. There's a little earthy. It's just the bread was incredible. Wow. And then they had a salad, which I could not get enough of. And all it is is cilantro okay. and tomato and onion. And what I found is that cilantro, when it's not in Mexican food, just doesn't taste like cilantro it just tastes like a fantastic green yeah could not get enough of that salad served it interesting. with interesting uh olive oil and balsamic poured over it and a uh-huh. little salt and pepper and done yeah yeah i ate a lot of that salad last year so uh and don't worry we take it all out in editing so it's oh, fine all right um, so that i sound different and look taller you can i also <laughs> look taller um um camp how, how tall are you over there <laughs> In, in the booth. Seven foot one. I'm, a, I'm just six five. Six just five. Average six five. Oh, yeah. an average, average six, six five. five. Okay, okay. Because okay. I, 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 no, I am not six foot. Uh, we, we really haven't discussed uh, uh, height on, on Saturday much, but uh, yeah. So. <laughs> no, we just discussed girth on Saturday. Of cake. <laughs> Of yeah. course, yeah. of cake, both of these cakes. Yes, one of which definitely uh, has a little more to it. Um, I, I don't know though because the the four inch cake here is is taller. So right, the, the, so that's they're the exact same weight actually. Yes. No, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so yet again uh, surprising me by by it's like that thing where you have the two different glasses and the one is tall and skinny and the yes. one is, so they're actually the same weight. That's right. amazing. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now that now that we are situated on cake weights and uh the the fact that stacy and i uh much like uh i believe it was skilo uh who in the 90s once said i wish i was a little bit taller i wish it was a baller i don't really want to be a baller but i wouldn't mind being a little bit taller anyway we'll transition forward yes um and uh (laughs) i i wanted to talk to you stacy about uh uh, some food memories so uh usually when i when i talk to folks i kind of kick it off and let them know that you know some of the things that really stick with me um when I was real little, um, if I wasn't feeling well, uh, my mom would make a slice of buttered toast, fried egg, 
chop up the toast, mix it up with a fried egg, and it just was, you know, it's just buttered, buttered bread and, and toast, egg and toast. Uh, the other thing that really uh, stuck with me was my grandmother on my mom's side would make cinnamon rolls. And yeah. she, the little town in Kansas, and uh, she would make these cinnamon rolls. I'd play dominoes with my grandfather. Um, we just hang out, and that was the thing. I probably had a cinnamon roll twice a day, every day when I was down there. Oh, and, nice! Um, just that, just still, still speaks to my soul. I have tried to make her recipe. I haven't quite got it yet. We'll we'll try to figure it out. Luckily, I had that recipe, and I was actually thinking about this. Was you know, uh, a recipe is almost a. Uh, a key to time travel, if, if you will, because it really can take you back to a different place in time. Um, so, but I, I kind of wanted you to tell me about some of your f- uh, food memories, be they childhood experiences, or, I mean, you definitely already told me some about, uh, you know, that you've experienced in your travel, but maybe what are some of those other things that invoke family memory, that type of thing for you? Oh, sure. So I was born and grew up for the first nine years of my life in New Mexico. Okay. And we lived in northern New Mexico. I was born in Albuquerque, but then we moved to Clovis, which is an Air Force town. Okay. It's like in the middle of nowhere. But my family, I always thought I was Hispanic until my sister went and did the DNA, and then I found out that we're like nothing. We're everything <laughs> and nothing, but we thought we were Mexican forever. Uh-huh. So... um my mom just could make the best, she made the best Mexican food ever. It's just beans and burritos and enchiladas, red chili enchiladas with corn tortillas and onions and cheese. That was oh, all yeah. it was so good. I made that for a few people and they'll look at it and say things like, where's the protein? And I'm like, just take a just bite. Eat it, right? And then they're like, give me more, give me all of it. Yeah. I really loved growing up. Down in New Mexico, one of the things about it was the green chili, which once you live there, Mm -hmm. anybody who comes from New Mexico, the first thing they're saying is, where can I go find green chili all the time? That I still, my mom passed two years ago and Mm. I just miss those beans. When I had, uh, my girls were younger and I was still married at the time. My mom would call me sometimes. She would babysit the girls after school, yeah. call me and say, hey, I've made a pot of beans and tortillas and fried potatoes for you when you pick up. Oh, my gosh, I miss those days. Yeah. really miss those days. And the funny thing about it is when we were growing up in New Mexico, Mexicans were viewed badly. And I would be embarrassed when my mom, when we would have burritos every Saturday and now what I would do to have burritos every day of the week right oh my god (laughs) yeah it was just refried beans on a flour tortilla with red chili and onions and uh cheddar cheese just rolled up yeah so good just so basic so that I love and then she made something I I have never seen it it's called natillas Hmm. and it's a it's a (sighs) not a custard and not a pudding. It's a, it's a hot, creamy, sweet dish. Almost like a, like a flan. No, because it's super creamy. Okay. The texture of it would be like, um, like really thick cream. Wow. But it's hot. It's hot. And you, and it's got a lot of cinnamon in it, a lot of milk and you serve it over crushed Hydrox cookies. I I think I'm in. I mean, I mean, that's like, a different version of cookies and cream yeah, at a different yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's actually a more literal cookies and cream because yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. It was hot. And 
and you always wanted to have this big bowl of it with lots of cookies and then the inside of the cookies melting off, but you could never make it through more than half a bowl. I don't know what was in there. It was just so rich and delicious. And I haven't had that in so long. Oh my goodness. It's just one of the things I remember. You talked about cinnamon toast. My brothers and I used to mix together sugar and cinnamon and we'd get home from school and make half a loaf of bread of cinnamon toast. Okay. Okay. Let's talk cinnamon toast construction for a second. You're a baker, so I have an authority with me here. Okay. (laughs) Yes, of course. So now my, my approach is you make the toast first, of course, then you, you butter the toast and Typically, I would lay down sugar first, then cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And my my pro move on this was to take the two slices because, you know, most people have a two-slice toaster. You take those two slices, and then you put them together, and you let them sit. So all the sugar and the butter and everything kind of melts. And then you can re-separate the toast and then eat it. So I have to know, what is your preferred cinnamon toast-making technique? Oh, so you have to cook the toast Perfectly. It has to be golden brown because there's nothing worse than raw toast. It's just wrong. Then it's just warm bread. Yeah. 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 Hard. Raw. Yeah. No medium rare toast. We Correct. need. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then the butter has to go to all of the edges. Edge to edge. Just, okay. Yes, exactly. Perfectly melted butter. Now I, when I was growing up, I did it the way you did with put on the sugar first and then the cinnamon, but then I just got lazy. So I would mix it up in a big container and then thought about, sprinkling it on but i just decided using a spoon yeah to, just so to that, keep it on there yeah so that yeah. you get those streaks of way too much and then not enough so you have to add more and pretty soon you just have this thick yeah thick cinnamon sugar toast i would never put them on top of each other because i loved the the look of the streaked cinnamon sugar oh yeah yeah and then you just eat it and the cinnamon sugar is like falling off <laughs> falling on your clothes and you're oh. <laughs> i know it sounds disgusting but yeah no frankly just, it sounds delicious yeah. um <laughs> so that's fine well and see see for me the cinnamon too has to be fully like saturated so if, if there's cinnamons on there and it's still the same light brown color when it came out of the container no no it needs oh, to be right, dark. That dark that dark yes. yeah 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 that yes. mixed with butter and sugar and now it's like yes now it's like caramel that's just not quite melted yeah it's well so good yes i i, I totally agree I, I love this this uh another documented first on this podcast was the uh construction of cinnamon toast i don't, I don't know if that's been talked about before well, it's so important and it's such an easy snack to give your kid or your grown-up kid or yourself that's it just true. takes a second i yeah. don't own a toaster but i'm thinking that maybe by about seven o'clock tonight, you might have to own a toaster <laughs> on the way home. A, to- a toaster is, is purchased. I, I suppose if you got real creative, you could do it on the stove or in the, in the oven. Maybe, but you but can, I don't, I don't yeah, know. you can. It's just harder because you have to watch it. Yeah, that's true. I'd I rather to, hit the button. Yeah. I used to toast my kids. I would make my kids breakfast every morning before school. We're talking eggs and bacon and nice. to- yeah, toast. And yeah, you have to watch it. That's, that's awesome. get like one there's a four second time period between perfectly golden brown mm-hmm. and well done and and wow. yeah well well done toast much like well done steak what's what's the point it's Correct. just it just yes absolutely absolutely but but no unlike steak you know if you're one of those people who likes your steak rare no rare bread then it's just bread it's not even toast right it's just yeah. bread that's hard it's for the birds it, it literally right right yeah. is it is that bread tartare <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, that's a new one. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna start offering that. Uh, bread tartare. Yeah. Wow, this is a very well see you get some of that Egyptian bread. 
and then you can offer the bread tartare. You, you could do bread three ways, and like you could have the bread tartare, you could have it with the cinnamon sugar, and I'm not sure, maybe an overdone one's a crouton. I I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> see, this is how you you appeal to the carb lover. Yes, I have yeah. bread three ways. <laughs> we, have, we have your plate with carb, carb, and carb. Yeah, some restaurant's going to take advantage of this. And they're going to charge seven dollars for raw bread <laughs> burned bread <laughs> the, the raw bread costs more it really does it really does oh that's awesome so so you mentioned the kids so do the, so i mean being a being a, a baker do the kids like request anything and they're like hey next time we see you you gotta gotta make this for us no or? they do not and that's because they are cooks of their oh, own. So okay. my my oldest daughter actually has or had a cookie making business. Nice. She's really busy and she actually manages Dario's. So she's okay. really busy. Oh my gosh. But she does the decorated royal icing sugar cookies yeah. and she's a great cook. Oh my gosh. She posts her food on Instagram and I'm thinking you live a half a mile away and yeah. I am way too busy to cook. Just march over here and give me a plate of food. Well, well, your 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 bakery is is in somewhat in the grand scheme of Omaha, definitely in the grand scheme of Nebraska, pretty close to Dario's. You could always meet up at Dario's. Exactly, that's not a bad idea no, ever. I, yeah, no, I go there uh, probably a little too often. In fact, it's listed right here as my favorite burger in maybe the world, the Dario's, and it, probably the Dario burger, right? Right, it's it's heavenly. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. good. Um, my youngest lives in St. Paul, and she. She likes to bake, but not as much as me. But every time she bakes something and posts it, uh-huh. I get another idea. It's kind of crazy how I just look at what she's doing and I think, okay, she is the only person who has my recipes. Uh-huh. So I can just kind of take what she's doing and bring it here. And that works out great. And then my yeah. middle daughter who lives here, um, she's she's not so much of a cook, but she's kind of... Um, they they'll just show up and eat whatever. We do have a strawberry shortcake dinner every year that they do ask for. Hey, wait now, wait a minute, wait a right? minute. That didn't sound like strawberry shortcake for dessert. I I heard strawberry shortcake dinner. Yes. Okay. It is. Do some, tell, please. I read about this long ago. My so my girls are uh, thirty one, thirty two, thirty three, just about to make the turn. Yeah. Well, there'll be 32, 33, 34, bing, bing, bing. But when Aaron, my oldest, was about four, so they were four, three, and two, I read in a magazine, a lady wrote a story about how they had strawberry shortcake for dinner once a year since she was a kid. And I thought, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. So once a year, we would have strawberry shortcake and that to your heart's content. And then we started adding. <laughs> that's just the whole thing. That's you just, dinner. You just sit there and mow on. Yeah, exactly. And then we added uh, sausage. <laughs> just so you get a little bit of. A little a salty little to sal- go with the sweet. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, well, they're in, they're in their thirties. Do you ever do you ever put a jaggerito with this thing? Well, maybe we will now. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually we have champagne. Um, you know, with the strawberries and that, I, th- I think that's probably well, just cause we just always have champagne. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. What a fun idea. Oh, it is. It's a great idea. You know, and right now is strawberry season. Oh, perfect. So it's, it was always in late oh. May, early June. All right. So, so you, you know, hit, hit up maybe a farmer's market, find yourself some really good strawberries. Mm-hmm. And then now, now do you make your own shortcake? Oh, absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. 
That, that sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it's a tradition everybody should do. I, I really do. I, I mean, even just a even just a cake dinner, they, they could order one of your cakes and just have cake dinner. Yes, so. I think everybody in Omaha should pay attention to what he just said. <laughs> now, what's going to be funny is, now, if, if anyone is listening to this and if you end up ordering a cake, you need to tell Stacy that it's because of this, because that's how we got connected here was hearing you say you could sell anybody a cake. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens again for you. Do you want to hear a funny story about that? I would love to. So shortly after that podcast, I made a cake for a woman and it was beautiful. I was so proud of this cake. And I always give people the same instructions on the cake. Don't refrigerate the cake. Right. It does not need to be refrigerated. You want to eat it at room temperature because my icing has so much butter in it that think about what happens when you put butter in the fridge just room temp. So unfortunately this lady did, um, did not have it at room temperature and she told me it was terrible. And when she told me that I, I really wanted to cry when I hear that it ruins my whole week. Cause you're putting your soul into your Yeah, food. that's yeah. exactly right. For I am. Sure. So I started talking to her about it. So first thing I did was I gave her all of her money back because if it's terrible, then it's, that's horrible. But yeah. then I started talking to her and realized it was user error. I said, <laughs> you know, she had, did you have it at room temp? Well, I left it in the car. It was 10 degrees. And then we brought it in and put it in the bottom of the fridge for two hours. And then we took it out an hour before we were going to eat it. I'm like, okay. So I said, here's what you want to do. Take, take a piece of cake right now, put it in the microwave on 30% power for three seconds. And no more than three. Yeah. And I said, take it out. And when, if you cannot just like slide your fork into it, put it in there for one more second at a time. And it only took three seconds. Yeah. Took a bite of the cake and she's like, it is perfect. I would like to order another cake. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Right. So, <laughs> so follow Stacy's instructions because there's this one time I went to go eat a cake and I opened it wrong and it exploded <laughs> and went all over my face. Full circle. There it was. Bam. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, as, as, as we get close to, to wrapping up here, Stacy, anything wrapping else? Up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this I, time just flies. It, it does. I mean, when you're talking about food, you know, cause we could, we could talk about food you know, certainly, well, I mean, we could probably start eating this cake right here then too, too, but I, yeah, I that must, would be awesome. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta hold off. Um, so, but, uh, is there anything else, uh, restaurant wise or regarding buttered marshmallow that you would like to get out there on the, uh, the podcast airwaves as they were, uh, to, to the world since we are sitting here, you know, really, I, I would love to talk about buttered marshmallow all day long to everybody who will listen, but but restaurant-wise, I just feel like we are so lucky in Omaha. We have a great restaurant scene, and we have so many people on the Omaha Food Lovers Group. And there's some other groups, which I'm not part of. I just don't have time to be on them. But who will talk frankly and candidly about restaurants and provide great feedback one way or the other. So to be able to have the the vast amount of culinary um, artists that we have in this town yeah, and then the food from all over the world, you can get any kind of food here. When I was going to Egypt, I was not sure about the food. I'm, I love food, but there's certain foods I just don't want to eat, but sure. I was given the name of three or four restaurants that I could go and have some food. So I would be prepared to understand what we were 
what I was going to be experiencing. Sure. You know, we are just so fortunate. Um, and the everybody in the restaurant industry really, they're great people. They Agreed. are great. I was, I look around right now and I'm saddened by the how difficult it is for the restaurants to find people to come in and work. It's tough right now. Yeah, it is. And, and when I see places that have a lot of employees, I just think, wow, you just are so lucky that you're like that. But, yeah. you know, I, anywhere you go, almost anywhere you go in Omaha, you're going to get great food, great service. And so when you're trying to pick your favorites, it's easy to fall back into, I'm just going to go to Dario's or Ovali because they're right up the road or Abelardo's because I can always get a chili rano at yeah, midnight. Whenever you want, you bet. Yeah. But just it, I think it's an exciting city for food. People think, why do you go to Omaha? But when you come here, gosh, so many people don't ever leave. Yeah. It's, it's a town of hidden gems because yeah. you, you just drive through and you're like, Oh, there's all these, you know, chains or whatever. And it's like, you're not looking, there's so much good stuff here. And like you said, you can, you know, from Italian to, you know, Lalabella with Ethiopian yeah, food yeah. or Thai food or whatever. There's so many different things here. And if you want pizza, we got, you know, 17 different styles of pizza and it's just, you know, all sorts of stuff. And Noli's and, pizza. Uh, oh yeah. Noli's is delicious by the slice. It's with, my favorite. With their perfect pH water that yeah. they, they use for their pizza so crust. Good. Yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah, for sure. Oh, this is awesome. So, um, I, I guess as we, as we wind down here and I'm, I'm looking at two cakes in front of me, uh, <laughs> Stacy, like, thank you so much for coming and talking with me for, uh, just being engaging as always oh, and, uh, and surprising me. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on Saturday Omaha's food, recognized food. My pleasure. Awesome. Hope to come back sometime. Sounds good. Well, this is Dave with Saturday Omaha, and, uh, this has been one of our food recognized foods episodes with uh, Stacy Like from Butter Marshmallow. Um, again, you can get her at uh, buttermarshmallow.com, baker at bar- butteredmarshmallow.com. I can speak to or give her a ring, 402-541-4340. Definitely see uh, the Pink Box Baker on Instagram and Facebook. And if you message her on Facebook, uh, she's very responsive and you will have a fun conversation all while ordering a delicious cake. So thank you so much. All right, cool. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dave here with Saturday Omaha Food Recognized Food. We had a fun visit with Stacy Like, especially with the exploding cake, and uh, yeah, having eaten both of those cakes afterwards, uh, wow! The the buttered marshmallow cake itself, uh, delicious, so moist, so tasty. But how about those locations that Stacy recommended? Uh, let's start in Omaha, La Bouvette at five one one South Eleventh Street. Jams, there's a few locations around Omaha, but we'll go for 1101 Harney Street. And Dario's at 4920 Underwood Avenue. Make sure to get the Dario Burger and, you know, whatever else, doesn't matter. Let's go over to Detroit at Zoshi Milko. That's X-O-C-H-I-M-I-L-C-O Restaurant at 3409 Bagley Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48216. And then we can go over to San Francisco boulevard on first mission street um this looks like it might be closed so do please uh google this one before you go there uh but uh tadich or tadich grill is 172 years old and located at 240 california street in san francisco that's pretty darn impressive 
Uh, over to New York, uh, a Charlie Palmer place, Aureole, that's A-U-R-E-O-L-E, at 135 West 42nd Street, New York, New York, 10036. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on this episode of Food Recognized Food, uh, where not only was there a cake explosion, you got cinnamon toast recipes, you heard about a strawberry shortcake dinner, all good stuff. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. A Huda Media Production. Yeah, I, I would tear that. You think so? I, I'm going to try to get the tab open.